0: On this episode of AV Weeks, more acquisitions and purchases. This time we're talking about Barco and Medialon, as well as AVI SPL. Wirestorm is introducing their first HD-based T4K, and what exactly is going to drive 4K in video conferencing. All that and more, next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is
1: AV. This. This. This is this AV, A-V, A-V, A-V Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Milestone AV. This is AV Week, episode 245, recorded Friday, May 6th, 2016. The AV IT blotter. Ready. AV, AV, A-V Week. Performing Scan Week Online This is AV Week This is AV Week, your weekly wrap up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. With us this week uh, from the wonderful land of Cisco, Mr. Paul Depper-Schmidt. Hello, sir.
2: Hello there. How are you
0: doing? Oh, good, good. Thanks for joining us. Uh, also with us is my buddy and pal, Mr. Mike Chen from IMS. Welcome, sir.
1: Hello, Tim. Thanks for having me back, as always.
0: Absolutely absolutely okay so here's interesting week interesting couple of weeks interesting three four month whatever um we're going to kick this off just talking about acquisitions and, and i think somebody on twitter i'm sure at some point made the joke that we could do a daily show just about mergers and acquisitions in the av industry and probably probably have enough content for the for, between now and infocom so the first one we're going to hit is actually barco um, if you're watching the video, we will try to bring up the article here. Barco purchased a company that you may or may not have heard of. I've heard of it uh, because of my work in, in uh, programming and, and, and show production. It's a company called MediaLon. Now, what makes this interesting and, and eh, significant is, is up for d- discussion, and that's what we'll do here. MediaLon's a control company, and they're not a normal control company as as far as av is concerned when you when we talk about control we typically talk about um systems right rooms we talk about extron amx crestron you you push a pretty button you know projector comes down lights go 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 on things of that nature media line is actually a, a different segment and they they do a lot of show control and they do a lot of museum control so you walk up to a to a interactive dis, uh, display or a a presentation at a, at a, a uh, museum, and it senses you're there and plays back the content, right, or what have you. So th- th- their move here, and Barco's move here, is very, very interesting. Um, one thing that they, we got a quote here from uh, the article in Commercial Integrator, from, uh, from Barco, quote, unquote, we believe that you, our customer, will enjoy important benefits from this merging of the two companies' capabilities. Interesting because Barco is traditionally a projector manufacturer and they've gotten in, into some, the, the wireless um, uh, distribution of video with, with ClickShare. Um, Paul, we're going to kick this off with you. First question, does this make sense? And if it does, why?
2: Okay. Well, when it goes into, you know, show control, it makes sense to me for Barco in that they do a lot of that. I mean, their projectors are in shows and okay. in major presentation things. So that kind of makes sense from that standpoint. I I don't know MediaLon, so I can't say whether they really affect the room-based systems that much, if at all. They may not. Um, but I can see Barco uh, absolutely trying to shore up their their show, their uh, presentation, their, you know, their big event uh, type of thing, and trying to own more of the dollar. Uh, it, it's the same thing that, that a lot of companies run into. It's so a little bit more of what we're going to talk about today I'm sure is there's consolidation but it's consolidation of trying to to, to cover all your bases so nobody sneaks in so you want to make sure that I'm selling the projector yes and I'm also selling the control and then that could step into maybe the audio they could step into something else that so you could say I'm going to try to control the whole thing so that i get all the dollars involved with that event that'd be my guess you know okay. the, the the more you do you know the stronger you are the more you control your destiny i guess that's what they're thinking
0: well it, it, mike ims not for nothing is is not only do you guys do integration but you also do do live production mm-hmm. does this first of all to, to paul's point you know does it does it make sense to have um you know one company you know con, controlling everything and and, and providing everything
1: I think it's it's definitely an interesting move on Barco's part. Uh, they made that move you know, several years ago with the purchase of Folsom, uh, got into the switching world, really became a, um, a household name in the live events and event staging world uh, for handling signal. Um, so for Barco, based on what I read in that article, for Barco to make a move like this, it makes sense because they want to bring click share out of just the integration world and into the show world, which does have an application that that, that could be. Um, you know, something that, that
0: could be useful. Uh,
1: but uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have to see how it unfolds.
0: Okay, time out for a second here. And I could be totally stupid, which is usual. So you could educate me here, Mr. Shin. You're telling me that they want to get ClickShare into show and, and live production.
1: Maybe I misread. I mean, that, that's okay. what I thought was, was said in that article, was that um, one of the moves was to introduce... Um, I'm trying to pull it up again. I can't. I can't find it. Okay. Was to introduce uh, click share to the show market.
0: How? I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm curious too. Yeah, so,
1: I am too. I, I, mean, I know. I don't. I. I that, that's that's why I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's intriguing. If that's if that's what the move was about. I don't know if Medall- how Medallion would actually do that. I don't know what the model would be unless they're trying to move towards more of a software based application to make that happen.
0: Interesting. If I'm
2: wrong, I mean the, the, the click share is really an idea of I'm going to take what you know is on my content that's on something, and I'm going to put it up on a presentation. That's yeah. kind of claim to fame, right? So correct. No wires, and I'll be able to do it wirelessly. Only... you know better. Is there is there a place for that in, in show, you know, in, uh, in in show things?
0: Yeah, Mike. Uh, is there?
1: We we have we have had crazier things. I mean, we we were asked um, two months ago. To go out and buy a touch video wall just for the this, this show, just for the event that we were doing. And it was going to be in the back of the room for people to, to interface with on custom content in between the general sessions. So, I mean, there's there's certainly been um, crazier concepts in the show world for what people want to be able to do and, and you know. We've had the numerous re- uh, requests for the audio re- audience response systems to be able to get instant feedback and throw it up on the screen. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, like I said, there, there could be crazier things. I just And like I said, maybe I misread it in the article, Tim. You'd have to throw it back up and share it again. But I, I thought that's one of the things that the article pointed out.
0: Yeah, I'm just, um, yeah, again, I, you're right. We've seen crazier things happen in, in show. Yeah. Um, a couple other acquisitions and interesting moves this week. Um, AVISPL, mm-hmm. not an insignificant um, uh, integrator in the U.S., was purchased by by a, basically an investment firm uh, and, and a VC firm. Um, so here's – Mike, I'm going to start with you on this one. The question for that one is, you know, where are we when it comes to margins and with – you know, the actual business of AV. Technology aside, really cool, groovy things. A month from now, we're all three going to be on the show floor, you know, eyes ablaze of, of everything. The actual business of making money in this in this industry. Um, what does it say that a, a, a firm that has no ties to AV, right? This is not one integrator buying another one, but this is a, a company who's looking to make money. Saying, hey, here's a business that we think we can we can make money in. What does that say that that this trend that this has happened this week?
1: Well, that a seventy five billion dollar industry is something that people want to get into. Um, you know, the 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 shrinking margins on equipment is something that we've been feeling the pain on for you know over a decade at this point. Um, but the increasing margin in professional services and managed services is probably something very attractive to an investment firm like HIG.
0: All right, Paul and and Mike uh, mentioned this the the whole shrinking margins uh, idea, mm-hmm. not for nothing. Cisco sells some some of, sure. some of the products that that those guys have been screaming about shrinking margins on. Yeah. Um, so, from Cisco's standpoint or, or from your personal standpoint, does this do you think that this means or at least says something that our industry is not as in bad shape as as that some people may think it is, the fact that, that these guys are spending a fair amount of cash uh, for a company that, that's it, it, in the heart of this industry.
2: Well, I, I dug a little bit on this, because I clear, clearly within Cisco, we were like, oh, that's curious, Yeah. what's going on here. So we, we, you know, we started looking at it, and I kind of did a little digging around. When you go to HIG Capital and look at, they have hundreds and hundreds of companies that they've purchased. You know? yep. so, and actually, ABI SPL fits in technology IT. So, and, and in that same list, I'm looking at it, Quicken is in there. Uh, most of these guys I don't recognize, I don't know who they are. Uh, ElectroMedia, I don't know who they are. Lulu's Telescope. But I think what they're doing is they're, they're picking up a stable, you know, a, a stable of companies that looks like they could. I think to your point, Mike, I think you're right on, that they're looking for that ongoing revenue type thing and not just moving boxes. And, and most people, when you look at cloud, for instance, I mean, the whole point behind cloud is an annuity. It's something that I can get yeah. income coming for a, a, a regular base. Yeah, you're right. Selling product and just being able to sell a box has a limited life. But a service, that so you can go back to, you know, over and over again and have kind of an ongoing income stream, that's a But it's interesting that they put AVISBL in the technology IT section. No. Uh, so I don't even know that they're looking at them as an AV group i think they're looking at them differently i think they're kind of looking at them almost like it yeah. to some extent um, so and and again you look at all the other things that hig manages i mean there's aerospace and there's you know healthcare. there's all this kind of they have all companies under it it's just interesting i don't know that it'll make any change other than the fact of oh, who owns them just they exactly. have more capital i mean yeah. they, for a SPL, that's got to give them a lot of strength yeah you know they've got a lot of backing for capital let me ask so. you a
0: question about, and and, mm-hmm. and you can tell me it's not my business or you can't comment, and that's fine. I just I need to ask the question. Mm-hmm. You guys have several different sales arms and, and, and relationship-based arms, right, where mm-hmm. I'm going to call them reps. You can correct me if, if I'm using the term incorrectly. These are people who work for Cisco. They go out to build relationships with um, end users as well as with integrators and you know, IT managers and stuff like that, you know, is that that model you know within Cisco? Do you call them reps?
2: Yeah, we call them account managers.
0: Actually, okay, account I managers. Mean,
2: that's what we call. And so they would have an assigned account. Um, then you have uh, you have people that are a little bit more specialized. What we call a product sales specialist (PSS) okay. that is more focused on specific areas that the account manager pulls in as they need them.
0: So, um, the, so that's kind okay, of- so I, I got that figured. I, I'm getting I'm getting somewhere with this. Okay. Does this this sale right? Does this change folks like you, not you specifically, because you do something different. You're more in, in collaboration. Um, but Cisco as a company, looking at how they attack different corporations and different um, companies, D- do you guys worry about the 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 top level parent company? Like, is is somebody ha- need to go see the folks at HIG? just say hey how you doing you know we would do a lot of work with avi spl just want to make sure that we're that we're okay or is it something where they would just stick with their their relationship with AVISPL spl and not necessarily concern themselves with with the upline
2: yeah in this particular case i think it's the latter yeah okay. uh, because there are so many companies that you see that are owned by H- hig yeah. that it it wouldn't make a lot of sense they're just like AVISPL is one of their ones in their stable okay. um uh, so I don't think we would change. Well, of course, we have partner managers that work with ABISPL, and they are one of our, one of our big uh, partners in collaboration, without a doubt. Uh, so, and while we're at it, I mean, you know, when, when you speak about it, they're actually one of the few at the higher, at the higher volumes that is AV related. I mean, they're, they're one that came in from the Tanberg acquisition and actually were to kind of hold their own and be able to stay up there with what we consider the big boys, the dimension datas and worldwide technologies and all that. They're, they're holding their own collaboration wise with that. That didn't happen to everybody by any means. Uh, And so they're impressive that they've been able to do as well as they have really. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've been very, you know, depending on, on which market you're talking about, but yeah, absolutely. That's, it's one of those again very interesting story and, and kind of interesting to, it's not done yet. Let's just put it that way. It's, it's 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 not finished. Um, all right, so next story up is a little bit about Dell and and a whole lot about the technology in general. So let's let's kick to the chase here. Dell is rebranding itself into Dell Technologies, um, Dell EMC, and and Dell. Um, and if you've already been lost, join the club. Um, so it, it basically uh, Michael Dell, and, and that's actually who the company was named after and who founded it and everything like that. Basically went off and, and said, look, here's the deal. We're going to change our name to Dell Technologies, except for the EMC part, which they bought last week. And that's going to be Dell EMC, except for some of the other parts, and that's going to be Dell, too. So, so here's the thing with, with this. And, um, but Actually, Paul, I do want to start with you on this because of Cisco and because of, of the overarching and, and the different brands that Cisco, different types of technologies Cisco has in it. You guys, um, for you know, better or worse, have done a really good job of when you acquire somebody, it's Cisco, right? Mm-hmm. When you bought Tanberg, it wasn't Tanberg. It wasn't Tanberg by Cisco. It wasn't Cisco Tanberg. It was it. If I want to buy a codec right now, and you know, ten years ago it was Tanberg, it's going to be a Cisco codec currently. Okay. So, what do you think the thinking is, or what is your take on the thinking here between behind? The different branding here. I mean, uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I think of Dell. I think of Dell. I think of Cisco. I think of Cisco. I, I, I You guys could change your name tomorrow, and I would probably still call you Cisco, at least for the next five years, yeah. because your know, ideas and brands get in our head. So, what is the thinking behind all this?
2: It is the key one. Uh, you know, I've worked for a lot of manufacturers now. Some very large, like Panasonic was was huge, and. I <laughs> I got to be honest here, or i get in trouble. But it's like no. sometimes this stuff means a lot to the people inside, means nothing to anybody else. All right. Uh, it's like it's a big deal, and everybody gets together, and everybody, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to change everything, and the world's going to change because of it. And it's like everybody goes, oh, that's nice. <laughs> you know, I, this sometimes it just, it's just <laughs> window dressing. I mean, and it, a lot of times it's restructuring. Um, divisions and things so like I, they absorbed this division with that division so therefore within internally we have to call it something different but i'm looking at that and i was just that one would just struck me as that's nice <laughs>
0: yeah. I,
2: I don't know that there's anything earth shattering that, that i read there I, don't, I could be wrong i'll i'll go over and see if anybody else has got something else but... all
0: right mr shen from your take uh what's what does this all mean
1: I completely agree with Paul I mean there's there's nothing has changed by this name change and you know my, my company went through a rebranding in 2009 and 10 and we went from IMS audiovisual to IMS technology services. Why did we do that because we were expanding beyond just AV I mean, that, that there was a reason for the rebranding there was a reason for the name change. I haven't seen anything in here other than the purchase of EMC, in which case, fine, call it Dell EMC, but do you have to put out a press release that says, and then this is going to be Dell, and this is going to be Dell Technologies, and this is going to be Dell Dell? It just doesn't make sense to me, personally. So I don't really care, to be
0: frank. All
2: right. Yeah. Uh, And I'm with you. I think it's the main brand that drives it. Exactly. Let's face it. I mean, it's... It's Cisco. It's Microsoft. It's, you know, that's what you hear. I mean, people, it's kind of inside baseball when you're like, oh, it's this division or that division or whatever. And a lot of times, like, do I really care? It's, you yeah. know. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I think it's, just, you know, we, it, again, I've seen this corporate. Why? A lot of times it's there's so much that goes into changing, like, the, the, the branding and, you know, we're going to change all this. And ultimately, it comes down to that's nice.
0: <laughs> well, and it's honestly, I, I I looked at it like I did naming rights on a stadium. Um, at, you guys, yeah, Paul's in in Atlanta. Um, Mike's up in Wait,
2: Austin
0: now. In Austin, yeah. Austin oh, you are you in Austin? I'm sorry. Uh, last time I talked to him, he was in Atlanta. Uh, so you're in you know, in Texas. Mike's up in Philly. Yeah. I'm in mm-hmm. St. Louis. Um, we have a local uh, outdoor uh, uh pavilion uh concert hall. When it was first put up, it was called Riverport, and there was no naming rights. Over the last 25, 30 years, it has been called several different names of different things, right? Those of us who have been around for forever and a day, we still call it Riverport, regardless of, of who owns the naming rights this year. Um, so it's kind of the, the way I see it. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I just – that's nice. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm going to get a season and desist from Michael Dell, just so both of you know. All right. Actually, that no, would be...
2: we, we're not discouraging at all. It's yeah. like – fine but I'm not you know it's not going to change my life
1: anyway. no uh, all right you're getting people, you know you're getting a cease and desist but he's going to personally send a team to remove all my servers from my yeah. building as a result
0: well then uh, you can right. buy then you, you can buy involved. cisco servers
2: you know and, <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, short story about uh, michael dell actually i used to work uh, in austin at a, at a local you, proline video it's long since gone but we we had a showroom floor on saturdays we would have all these big uh big displays, you know, at the time it was like the big rear display, oh, yeah. Mitsubishis and all this. Well, on Saturdays, the uh, the business guys would have to cover it. And so this guy walks in, t-shirt, blue jeans, you know, and he's kind of wandering around and uh, looking at stuff. And you know, one of the guys goes, can I help you? you no. Know, you know, he just kind of wandered around. And finally, you know, can I help you? And the guy finally he's like walks out and my owner comes out and goes, do you know what I was? That was Michael Dell. He could have bought this place and fired you idiots. You know <laughs> what are you doing? So, anyway, he just he was just like another guy that walked in. Yeah. That was a long time ago.
0: Yeah, he probably wouldn't do that. He'd send people.
2: <laughs> That's probably true. All
0: right, let's 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 start with with one of our our first uh, previews, I guess, or teases for Infocom. Um, Wirestorm. Wirestorm is an interesting story. They were one of the first. Uh, folks who jumped on the HD base, base T wagon uh, and have been doing it ever since. They're doing they're, they're previewing or at least submitting to, for your approval HD base T 4K, HD base T 2.0 alt, uh, 4K Ultra HD, which I'll talk about in a second and why they shouldn't do that. Um, doing uh, that plus some some wireless video as well. Um, personal preference, and this is I, I will fight this until the day I they, they throw me off the air. If it's 4K, that's fine. If it's altered HD, that's fine. They're not the same. All right, that's all I'm going to say about that. Because 4K is actually 4,000 lines of. Anyhow, um, Mike, is this something that's interesting to you? The fact that that HD based T is is getting into the 4K realm and, and and helping out with that, or is it is it um, either too late or too early?
1: Uh, well, I'm with you. It's it's UHD. It's not 4K, so I wouldn't say that they're getting into the 4K world. Um, but at the same time, the did I lose you guys? Are you there? No. Yeah, yeah, um, but at, at the same time, it is interesting to see that they're getting into those higher resolutions and that HD-based T is, in a manner, going to support that. I'm looking very forward to seeing the statistics as to how far I can go with that signal. But, um, you know, that's uh, that's at least a step forward in the right direction.
0: Yeah. Uh, Paul, from your standpoint, though, I mentioned it before, that that Paul's main bread and butter, what he does on a daily basis is collaboration. Mm-hmm. Where are we at with 4K in collaboration? I mean, does any? I'm going to ask a, a kind of a snarky question. Does anybody care yet when it comes to collaboration when with 4K? Or are we still trying to get everything wrapped around 1080?
2: Yeah, and and actually, when it comes to my world, which is conferencing, you know and so you know the video conferencing part, we have been at trying to get up people up to 1080p for a long time. Yeah, and so, even though you have the capability, and there are those you know that that have to have the latest greatest and all that. Um, in most cases, uh, you're going to find that most people still using video conferencing are not at high-definition rates. A lot of times they run at 512, and they're happy with it. Um, and so, you, you know, you, we can do the one when ship and all that kind of thing and get it going and to the higher and higher and higher. But we've also got – you've heard of the H.265? hmm uh, H.265, the, you know, the ability to do, uh, you know, much higher resolution at, at half the band, things like that. And that was all the rage. And when's the last time you heard anybody talk about it? I mean, it just seems like it just kind of fell off the map. Uh, and it was, you know, there are some things that I think we reach a point where they say it's good enough. I mean, I maybe shouldn't say that in some cases, but I, they, they look at it. My video is fine for what I need it to do. Do I need 4K in a, in a video conferencing call? Um, I mean, I love it when I see it on the TV. But, you know, when oh, yeah. I, when I go, <laughs> go places and see it, it's awesome. But do I have to have that for my work day, you know, video conferencing things that I do? But I, I don't know that anybody's clamoring to say, oh, oh, my God, you've got to race to 4K or you'll be left out. I'm not
1: hearing that.
0: Well, then that's actually a really good question I was going to ask you is, it, are you hearing anything where, maybe not for video, right? Nobody wants to see my 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 ugly butt in 4K, trust me. Nobody wants to see it in person either. Um, but content, right? Uh, besides Mike content right and and we can we we've had several discussions arguments white papers have been written about what exactly needs to be in 4k you've got medical documentation you've got um uh cad drawings and stuff like that that you can get down into detail do you think maybe that's what's going to drive the conferencing market to 4k is is the actual content not seeing people in 4k
2: that's what i would think yeah Uh, but i'd I'd like to hear also from from the
1: av
0: perspective i missed Mr. Shen, what do you think? What's going to drive I, us?
1: I think absolutely. Um, you know, in, in, in education, where we're seeing the drive for 4K is in the sciences and in the arts. Mm-hmm. So in the fine arts specifically, um, to be able to, to look at uh, individual brush strokes on, on fine pieces of artwork. Um, and, and then on the flip side for the sciences, that makes perfect sense uh, for, you know, a higher resolution of an X-ray or CAT scan or an MRI. Um, In the telemedicine world, I can see that really driving, uh, uh, you know, the conferencing solutions for telemedicine as well. But I'm with Paul. I mean, if if I'm sitting in the boardroom um, and I'm already using a Meg, do I really need to be dedicating four Megs in order to see a 4K picture of, of, uh, you know, Tim, your face? I don't think I need that.
2: Yeah. So, so that's not going to drive it but I think the the content clearly would I mean there you can you can list off you just did a few applications that man the, the higher resolution the better um, and and so there's definitely going to be reasons for it um, but it's not that it's not what we're hearing people go crazy about yeah. you know? and and when it becomes that we'll be there I'm, I mean I'm sure we'll do the same and uh, and let's face it, running bandwidth on a network, that's a good thing for us. So, I was say We love it. Not a bad thing. <laughs> here, please do. Well, I was uh, say, you,
0: yeah. Cisco's like, a lot like Google. The more you use the network, the better it is for them. <laughs>
2: oh, without a doubt. I mean, I don't think that's a big secret. That, no. You know, whenever, whenever people start running high-definition video, that's a good thing for us.
0: So, well, and that's the other thing. So, I mean, so you guys, I mean, stupid. I mean, that's a stupid question, but maybe presumptive. Would it not make sense for you guys to start creating 4k um or maybe 8k um long story nab had a lot of 8k cameras um yeah. uh would it not make sense for you guys to start pushing 4k um video conferencing and saying you know this is the next greatest thing because if you buy this then you have to buy this this switch over here
2: sounds like a pretty good idea <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, and it's more than likely somebody somebody is thinking about that right now i don't know anything formal that uh-uh. that is coming out but uh, clearly, I mean, when you look at it, if you back up even you know, say 15, 20 years ago, and I remember going to a, a course one time where the guy said, you want to see where the money's going to go, look at the bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Okay, follow the bandwidth, and you're going to find where all the big players are going. Yep. And, it, and it's true. I mean, you know, the Verizons and the Googles and the, you know, the Ciscos clearly, and even the Microsofts and all that. It's like driving more bandwidth is the name of the game. Yeah, absolutely. And when you th- remember Flip? You remember, I got oh, my gosh, flip, yes, I remember Flip. In my drawer, right? You know, a, a couple of old Flip things. The batteries are dead now. But Flip was all about getting high-definition bandwidth on the network. Yeah. It made sense before phones had them. You know, so you will see Cisco will probably come out and do our best to drive traffic on the network when it's necessary. I think you'll also see us stand back and help when other people are going to do it. It's not always imperative that we do it. It's, yeah. imper- it's imperative that somebody does it. And so – do we have to drive 4K? Maybe we can just help it happen, you know, and maybe help other people do it. We don't yeah. necessarily have to be the ones doing it, but that who knows? Sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, Infocom 2017, if I see the SX-80 4K, I got Tim's back. Somebody owes him a check. I'm just saying. <laughs> We drove it. We back.
0: drove it, absolutely.
2: It'll, no, just... it'll go. I mean, that's the way it, it's always worked, you know, when the high definition is available. We'll end up putting it in the systems, more than likely. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, based on what I've seen in the video conferencing business for the last thirty years, the adoption curve of people actually using what we can give them is very low. I mean, it just, just doesn't seem like they, yes, you know, just because we have it doesn't mean they use it.
0: Yeah. Right. So, yeah, absolutely true. So, all right, guys. Uh, one last story here. It's you can comment if you'd like. There's not really a story. It's just something to to say and add a voice for. Some very nice folks. Oh, yeah. um, first and foremost, the, the Infocom announced their awards this this, this week. Um, very proud, very happy that, that we are associated with two of the – with a bunch of these, actually. But, but first and foremost, uh, the, young, uh, the Young AV Professionals Award. Um, our editor – Every Nation's a, editor-in-chief, Josh Schrago, uh, was one of them. And actually, the, the co-host of our AV social show, uh, Kelly Perkins, was the other one. So that's kind of cool, right? So congratulations to them.
2: Congratulations to both. Yeah, yeah well absolutely. Well-deserved. Well
0: right. um, CTS actually was an educator, was a couple of folks that have been on. Um, uh, both uh, educator is uh, our buddy, uh, 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 Jeremy Caldera from ZDI. We had him on a couple a couple of weeks ago.
2: Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually in the, uh, in that, uh, God, how many years ago was that? Oops. When dinosaurs were rolling around. Oh, so, was not that! <laughs> uh,
0: and then uh, also, um, Krista Bender and uh, Hope Roth uh, had on, them on uh, several times as well. So congratulations to everybody. So,
2: I, actually, I saw the uh, Mackie Baron wanted to kind of point out. You know, oh Mackie yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. yeah. David Bright. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. David Bright. Uh, and and I tell you what, that that is well deserved as well. You talk about a true gentleman in the in the industry and has just done a great job. Always a pleasure to work with. Um, you know, it's really good to see. Him.
0: Uh, and they actually named the um, uh, posthumously uh, Rose Schur from uh, Schur Mike's. Uh, gave her the Women in A.V. Award uh, posthumously. She passed away here uh, recently. so
1: It's a great class of uh, awardees this year. It really is. Yeah. I'm yeah. proud to know so many of them and work closely with so many of them.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, that is going to do it. I'll let you guys get your get your weekend started. Um, Mr. Shen, thank you, sir. Thank you, Tim. How can people find you and good. what you're up to and what you're doing?
1: Um, uh, read the police blotter. For one, very Um nice. back?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've got well, actually my daughter coming in from uh, from Savannah, Georgia, to this weekend, so we're looking forward to that. Very should.
0: good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, how do people find you, uh, Paul?
2: Uh, actually, at uh, P Deppers at Cisco.com is probably the best place. I'm still not a not a huge. Uh, I'm actually in LinkedIn and and those types of things. You are in uh, LinkedIn,
0: a yes, but that's guy,
2: you know, but. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not I, I don't have a, a Twitter feed or anything
1: like that, sorry.
0: We'll get you there. We'll get <laughs> okay. you there. Uh Mike, what's what your uh, your your Twitter handle and everything?
1: At A X P Mike, at A X P M I
0: K E. And how can people find out more about Ignite? That ah, please
1: go to uh, NSCA.org, and we will be having a, um, a web launch, and we will be having an Ignite launch party with the Drunk Uncles Concerts, which uh, the Unks have, uh, have so generously decided to donate all of the proceeds to the, from this year's concert to the Ignite program. Uh, trying to ignite young people into the industry and hopefully give us a larger pool of talent to solve our labor problems.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and we are yep. one of the we're proud to be one of the media sponsors for that. So that's that's a always Wednesday night, a, night of the uh, yeah, it's a great time. Yeah, always a good time. Uh, my name is Tom Albright. Don't follow me, uh, but go by the website if you would, please. Avianation.tv, TV. You'll find this program and a host of others. Uh, if you're interested in what we're doing at Infocom, Good God. Uh, we're going to need some five-hour energy and about three hours of sleep every day. Uh, there's a, my, week, my blog last week pretty much lays it out. Um, two things I want to point out. Number one is the tweet-up. Um, we're going to be at the Drunk Uncle's concert on Wednesday night, but on Thursday from 4 to 6 uh, in room N, as in Nancy, 205, is our annual uh, tweet-up event. It's a free networking event, basically free food and drink for two hours, Four to six. As you are exiting the show floor, come up the stairs, grab a drink, trade cards with folks, and 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 then go on your on your merry way. Paul, you do not need a Twitter handle to be a part of this. Um, it helps. I have you, one. I'm, you,
2: it's buried around here. Somewhere. You
0: don't need one. You just need a business card. It's all you need. Um, but here's here's the cool thing about this, and and uh, one of the things that I love about what I've ended up doing in life is. I actually love connecting people with, with people that can help each other, right? That's what this event is. You're going to have manufacturers there. You're going to have um, integrators there. Programmers will be there. So technology managers will be there. It, it's a really cool event for that. Um, and the way that we position it is is exactly that. You come by on your way to your next event. Um, so, you know, you do whatever you need to do. So four to six on that. And then also uh, our annual uh, recording of AV Week uh, live from the show floor uh, is going to be two to four. On Friday at our booth, so check all that out at aviation.tv. Aviation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This Take care, a Thanks, guys.